This is an RNZ podcast. Could you find an extra $1,600 a month in the household budget if you had to? While that is the sharp end of the cost of living crisis for some Aucklanders, and that's on mortgage payments alone. Westpac has crunched the numbers for the so-called great refixing, and here is the reality check. That was Lisa Owen on RNZ's Checkpoint last Monday. Now, during the COVID crisis, many borrowers bought homes when house prices were surging in 2020 and 2021, and loans fixed for a couple of years back then are now facing interest rates roughly twice those on offer at that time, or even more. And what Lisa Owen called a reality check for refixes would indeed involve eye-watering sums, and not only for Aucklanders. And thousands more homeowners are about to reluctantly join the Great Refixing Club. And joining us now is Westpac senior economist Santish Ranchard. Hi there. That was the situation for Auckland. What is it like around the rest of the country? In the rest of the country, we are still looking at some pretty big pressures. House prices do tend to be lower, but even then, that scenario you just gave, homeowners would be looking at around $900 a month more. Lisa Owen also wanted to ask Westpac's numbers guy how many of those in what she called the Great Refixing Club might not be able to keep up. Are you seeing more mortgage arrears? Well, normally when you apply for a mortgage, you wouldn't have been tested at those very low rates that were on offer through the pandemic. Chances are you would have been tested at rates that are closer to where we're at now, in that 5 to 6% range, although different lenders will have different requirements. In terms of those arrears, we have seen them starting to creep up, but they're still at pretty low levels. The economy's in good shape. The labour market especially is still pretty tight. That means people have still got some buffers that are helping insulate them from that pain that's coming through from mortgages as well as other living costs. So money's going to be tight, but as Satish Ranchod said there, when rates were low, bank lenders like Westpac did check if borrowers had the means to handle a higher rate in the future, as has now come to pass. And earlier this month, the chief executive of ANZ Bank, Antonia Watson, made a similar point on News Talk ZB when she was asked about mortgages in arrears. It's still relatively historically low. Doesn't mean there isn't stress coming, but um, don't forget for a few things, we, we've always tested people on higher rates. So when mm. you were down at 2%, um, we were testing at 5.8%. We now test at 8.75%. So we make sure you can pay an amount higher than, mm. than yeah, your initial yeah. interest rate. And Antonia Watson also said some mortgage holders had even planned for the rainy days of today and beyond. People are getting pay rises. People have been, over COVID, we saw both businesses and um, personal customers really tighten their belts, make sure they have improved their savings habits, paid down. We've got 35-odd um, percent of our home loans are more than six months ahead on their repayments. Yeah. So that just allows you to be a so, – so yes, there's definitely more signs of stress, but is it um, unmanageable? Definitely not unmanageable. Now it is, of course, in the interest of the banks to play down the danger of defaults and talk up the interventions that they have for people who might find they can't keep up with payments – and in mid-May, interest.co.nz pointed out that a quarter of loans that were stress-tested by the banks in 2020 and 21 are now above those stress-testing limits. And a story on newsroom.co.nz this week made the problem sound acute. A new survey has found around 3% of New Zealand mortgage holders could be facing the very real possibility of being forced to sell a property over the next year as a result of higher interest rates. And this was according to the latest banking survey of just under 1,100 people conducted by the research firm Horizon. 
And if that was accurate, well, that would mean around 42,000 home loans were in trouble. Furthermore, 70% of the same survey's respondents said they were concerned they may not be able to afford payments when they renew at current or even higher fixed rates. And when you consider that there's about $300 billion owing in mortgages in total in New Zealand, well, that does sound pretty bad. And a month ago, the National Party's deputy leader and finance spokesperson, Nicola Willis, made it sound drastic when she kicked off the National Party's annual conference warning of a looming mortgage bomb. The whole economy will shudder if it goes off, she warned. And the former National Party press advisor, Janet Wilson, even called it a mortgage Armageddon in her column in Wellington's Daily The Post last weekend, with, she said, steadily increasing numbers of people in arrears. But how many? Well, in an earlier statement on the 2nd of May, Nicola Willis said 430,000 Kiwis are now behind on debt repayments, including mortgages, as well as car loans and credit cards, and she said that number had grown for eight months in a row. Now, for this, she cited new monthly data for March from the credit reporting agency Centrix, whose managing director, Keith McLaughlin, said at the time, Unless there's a circuit breaker of some sorts, then we'd expect the trend to continue. And also around that time, the global news agency Bloomberg reported what it called signs of stress emerging in New Zealand's housing market, which it said could be a sign of things to come elsewhere. Its New Zealand correspondent Ainsley Thomas also cited the Centrix data when she said this on Bloomberg TV. And I think it's also worth noting, when I spoke to the uh, the head of Centrix yesterday, that's the data bureau that put out this information, he said that this is a real reversal in trend. For the last five years or so, the arrears rates has been dropping in New Zealand, and that's because of improved regulation, things like affordability tests on people taking out mortgages. And now in the last seven months, we've seen quite a a marked change in that and a real uptick in, in people who are falling behind in their mortgage payments. The BNZ and Westpac told Bloomberg they'd seen an uptick in customers seeking financial support, but they said most of that was because of Cyclone Gabrielle in February. And KiwiBank said it hadn't seen a significant uplift in consumers requiring support. Nevertheless, all that was reported online under the headline, Missed Mortgage Payments Swell in Housing Bellwether, New Zealand. And when the arrears data for the month of April came out in early June, well, it turned out that Centrix was much more positive. People behind in their payments had fallen to 411,000, with RNZ News reporting Keith McLaughlin of Centrix is saying this at that time. The drop is encouraging and suggests households are adjusting their borrowing and spending. Now on Bloomberg TV back in April, Ainsley Thomas also pointed out that with unemployment low and people's pay rising, hopefully there would not be too many forced sales in the future. And when ANZ released its interim financial results at about that same time, the chief executive Antonia Watson told interest.co.nz this when she was asked about mortgagee sales. Look, there's so much a last resort. I wouldn't even want to talk about them at the moment. And at that point, there were 38 properties advertised as residential mortgagee sales nationwide, interest.co.nz reported, and the proportion of home loans in arrears on the 1st of May was lower than the 1.5% recorded at the start of March 2021. Back in 2009, by contrast, in the wake of the global financial crisis, there were more than 3,000 mortgagee sales. But if things get worse as people's payments rise now... How many people might be casualties of a so-called mortgage bomb in the months ahead? Well, last week, Stuff senior business journalist Miriam Bell ran the numbers. 
A third of New Zealand households have a mortgage, she said, meaning about 1.1 million in total, and around 10% of those are on floating rates, which won't be experiencing the sudden jumps. But about a quarter of current lending originated in 2021, she said, and half of the mortgages are due for refixing over the next 12 months. But... Property research and data company CoreLogic pointed out not everyone will be coming off super low rates onto much higher rates all at once. For example, ASB Bank told Stuff a significant number of customers had already refixed onto higher rates over the last 18 months. A third of its customers were already paying interest at rates closer to what the bank expected would be the market peak. And other bankers that Miriam Bell spoke to said they just don't know what share of the mortgages are due within, say, the next month or 11 months from now, by which time the rates might possibly have eased. The BNZ told Stuff that less than half of 1% of its mortgages were in arrears for 90 days or more, and that's far lower than the average of 1.9% in arrears that was recorded back in March 2020 before the current wave of borrowing on fixed rates. So what then to make of stories reporting that 70% of people surveyed by Horizon were concerned they might not be able to afford payments when they renew, or that 3% who said they would definitely have to sell in the coming year? Well, in his daily bulletin, The Kaka, Bernard Hickey pointed out this week that the Horizon survey was an opt-in one for homeowners and the responses didn't match reality. That 42,000 number that was suggested from the survey... If that was to actually happen in the next year, that would mean that two-thirds of all the house sales in the next year would be mortgagee sales. Because remember, there's only about 60,000 house sales a year going through at the moment. We're also not seeing a huge number of properties being put on the market, which is what you'd expect if there was going to be a whole bunch of forced sales. Bernard Hickey also reckoned that Centrix, reporting nearly $5 billion worth of mortgages overdue, was way out of line with the official figures. And incomes are going up as well, he said, as well as the profits of those banks, who have been pretty careful not to lend to those unlikely to be able to afford increased payments. The banks are in incredibly strong positions with lots of capital and no real desire to be seen to be the baddies in this, forcing good uh, first home-owning uh, Kiwi uh, families out of their dream homes. It's not a good look. And Bernard Hickey went on to say that those who are most likely to be in a difficult position now would be those who took risks to buy properties which they don't currently live in. And that they are effectively, through the opposition, um, complaining about a government policy which... Um, uh, made that investment choice riskier. Uh, that would be like the opposition complaining about the government uh, and saying the government should help out or bail out those people who took a risk to buy shares or borrowed money to buy shares. Property is seen rather differently by politicians, Bernard Hickey pointed out. And even if negative equity or an exploding mortgage bomb turns out to be real, well, there are still plenty of people in the media talking up property as a proven low, low-risk investment. Among them, the self-described property queen, Nikki Connors, who told Duncan Garner this on his podcast, Editor-in-Chief, last month. The difference in mortgages isn't um, yeah. any, <laughs> but, but, any but, different. But property, property prices in the last 20 years have 
they have doubled every seven years, seven or eight years. Well, it's actually been a lot longer than that. It has been? It, oh, yes, very much it's been, so. It's been, it has been the 12 years, has it? Um, no, it's... Uh, it's, we're, we're talking about, you know, since the, the 50s, 60s, um, oh, right, yeah, 40, yeah. For over 40-something years that um, property prices have doubled. Yeah. And I don't see that going down. And the Prime Minister ruling out a capital gains tax on Wednesday won't have dissuaded people from putting their money into houses either, possibly boosting the sizes of the mortgages that people are prepared to take on, even at the risk of higher repayments, making it even more unaffordable.